tap me in, tap me in. Tag me in, tag me in. I've got something for that. I've got something for that. Um, so I don't know how this usually works, but do you want to like explain what we're doing here? Like we're today? talking, talking for the church. And that's a good place to start the podcast right there. <laughs> so anyway, I was still in these lounge chairs. I know how you feel. <laughs> Actually killed his best friend. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I was like, I'm talking about a lizard, man. Tricked some guys into blowing him, I guess. And then like, the whole thing sounds like a bad time. There it is. What we're doing here today. <laughs> Welcome to the next episode of Discoursers. And I am here with, I don't know your last name. Actually. Uh, Eaton, um, E-A-T-O-N. Haley Eaton yeah. and Christine, do you pronounce it Castile? So um, I grew up my entire life pronouncing it as Castillo. And mm. then there's also the Filipinos pronounce it like Castillo. Mm. But then uh, Spanish people are like, no, it's Castillo. So, you know, there's some identity crisis going on. Okay. I'm whatever everybody wants to call me. Got it. Castillo, 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 whatever you want. And they're both here with the, uh, well, we were, well, today we were sh they were shooting, uh, which I don't know why, they were shooting a uh, short doc or interview or whatever on me. And we did uh, the, the Midtown Cava Lounge, right? Okay. And uh, yeah, you guys are with the church. Yeah. 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 Church with an X. Yeah. Not an actual church. And now we're actually, we're very religious. Mm. Yeah. yeah? Yeah, we are. We have a segment called Sunday Sessions. Um, Sunday service Sunday sessions. service sessions. Yeah. yeah, every Sunday we get together and we have a little service and we worship God. Mm -hmm. In, the, in the form of a beer. In the form mm -hmm. of a beer. Yeah. Mimosas. Mimosas. It's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I do find God at the end of the bottle. Yeah. You know, that was very dark. I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a little dark. Uh, <laughs> no, we have our we have our confessions comedy. You know, we go to our confessionals and just mm -hmm. get a little like lighthearted with it. That's all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's we're very yeah. religious. We're very religious. Got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is Jesus the worm at the bottle of tequila bottle? Oh yeah. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's it's a very trippy experience. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually done uh, a few of the comedy shows with the church and mm -hmm. actually did phenomenal time. Mm -hmm. And like I think I was explaining I was explaining to you earlier, I was actually really afraid to do a comedy show. Because I figured younger people, you know, and there, there was this climax of the whole woke culture and like PC and all these other things. And I'm thinking, my comedy is not going to go over well. <laughs> like, it's not. Like, I'm just, somebody's going to record this and I'm going to get canceled from life, you know, <laughs> like, even though it's not that bad. It's not terrible, yeah. you know, but <laughs> it went over really well. Yeah, I was, no. yeah. nice. I like, I like watching your sets when you come on. I think they're great. Thank you. He's okay. I mean, he's yeah, all right. I mean, yeah. you know, we we were just doing this interview because we were just like, mm, I mean, I guess why not? <laughs> I feel kind of bad for him. I feel kind of bad yeah. for him. <laughs> no, but Joey's great. He seems, he seems lonely. He seems lonely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it all started with my father. <laughs> but no, Joey's a fantastic comedian, and um, I hang out around Midtown Kava a lot. And then I saw him there. I'm like, he'd be a perfect person to interview because. I was telling him earlier, I found him very substantive, and I feel like there's a lot of good things he'd be able to say on this. Substantive. So, substantive. Depthful. I'm going to add that to my uh, portfolio. To your portfolio, mm -hmm. yeah. 
Christine. I write you a letter of recommendation. There you go. Christine Castillo said I'm substantive. Christine Castillo. <laughs> Who is Christine Castillo? Don't worry about it. Don't worry, Don't about, worry about it. it. She's yeah. very credible. That's not important. That's the not important fact is I'm substantive. That's, that's yeah. the important substantive. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually really like the the work you guys are doing. Not only just from the the comedy, but also punk shows. I, just, mm-hmm. I, I love a good punk rock show. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it, I haven't been to one, but uh, I, is it is it more of a people getting punched in the face and there's like blood everywhere and like forties <laughs> getting smashed on things or like it's like, very packed, we, lots of sweaty bodies. Like so, I had only been able to do like two shows with us before COVID hit, um, but those two shows, like we had people moshing topless, like we had to Andy the founder of the church she has white tile floors we had to the next day like wipe blood off the floors um that's what i'm talking about uh-huh. no, that's punk rock time. right there yeah that's punk rock one of those two shows we had 200 people in the house so nice yeah yeah i'm very excited to get back to it i think that's really important for the youth to have an outlet mm-hmm. like that because there's a lot of energy and anger and you know yeah. like from when you're growing up and you're younger early 20s the whole the whole everything that the generations before had created is now decaying, you know, the morals and the culture and everything else. And now you have this explosion of energy with this new generation. You've got to have a way to get it out. You really do. I think our shows sometimes are kind of interesting because like our Valentine's Day show right before COVID hit, um, we try to like not stick just to one genre. So that one had some like acoustic folk. We had a little bit of funk, but we also had like, um, punk there um so it was like a roller coaster of emotions that i was seeing the audience go through that night but it was interesting i don't know i think it's really fun there was this one um scholar he analyzes a lot of punk shows and whatnot and just punk culture that my i'm doing um a thesis next semester about just emo music okay that was just a weird side comment but uh, (laughs) but uh there was one section of his work where he described the audience being um being like providing the energy and being a lightning rod and then the bands feed off of that energy and i think that that's that's very like definitive of punk culture it's just the band gets the energy from the members i mean the people in the audience sorry i'm so cracked out right now but yeah yeah. yeah. great yeah yeah yeah, yeah. A- absolutely. Uh, the the lyrics of punk rock are usually pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. Like they you know, like they're just angry and oh, yeah. there's not a lot of poetry involved, you know. But the, definitely the energy rising up is huge. huge. For sure, I've been to some punk shows like in the Orlando area. I know you're from that area, Christine. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to Bat Ranch? I haven't been to Bat Ranch. It's like in a popka. Um, it's really interesting. That's actually where I started getting into shooting bands, but. Um, that was my weird side note. Um, there, the couple of shows that I went to, there was almost no crowd there, but the band was so energetic that the four people that were moshing on the floor were having a great time. Yeah. And it that's was, all you need. Yeah, that's exactly. really all you need. Yeah. Can you have a one man mosh pit? Is that possible? Dude, I'll have to show you some clips after this podcast of it. It looked like a one man posh, one man mosh pit, like people just going around pretending to be moshing. <laughs> you can my brain. Uh, so you guys have um, um, also kind of, I don't know whether it's part of the church or kind of an offshoot or close to an affiliate or whatnot. Um, I keep wanting to say DTF, but I'm going to say <laughs> DTL, uh, Down to Live. Yeah. Down to Live Entertainment. Yeah. Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. What What's the grand plan with this? 
So I will provide some backstory of how mm. the company started. Mm. Um, Andy, she is the executive director of the church. And then there is a guy named Camden, and he is the creative director. So they went to Orlando, and they wanted to go see a rapper named D. Watkins. And they managed to finagle their way backstage and get him to listen and talk to them. And so they really wanted to book him through the church, but unfortunately, it was just kind of off-brand. And so um, Andy and Camden had started this company called DTL just to book D. Watkins. Literally in two days. In two days. She called me two days after she came back from the show and goes, Christine, I have a another project that I would like to get into and I want you to be part of it. And me being me, I'm just like, yes, I'm down. Of course, of course, I'll be down for it. And so, yeah, the company was founded just because she wanted to book this artist. And she did a phenomenal job putting that together so fast. Mm -hmm. But um you want to continue on okay. with the rest of that? Um, I'll pick back up on that. Um, but yeah, so I was told a couple days after Christine was told, um, I am very like COVID conscious and I always have been like throughout this pandemic. So they were very nervous to tell me. They thought I would just hate them. They were like, Haley's not going to want to talk to us ever again. Um, but immediately I was like, this is insane. I want to do this. D Watkins, like he's the reason we wanted to jump on that opportunity was because he was small enough to still be reachable, but very clearly on the rise, about to be there, had millions of streams. Um, and the connection that we had was to his management, and we were in the works of doing a show with them. We They actually agreed to do, like, two shows with us. Nice. Um, but the venues that will not be named in Tallahassee kept falling through. Um, working with venues sucks. We've discovered yeah. that. Mm -hmm. They're horrible. Um, but... We, well, most of the people that own them yeah. are just on a bunch of coke. Yeah, so they very just, true. Yeah, they have no yeah. idea what they're doing. They just agree to things and then yeah. forget it. Yeah. And so. also because I think we were all so young. Like what? I think I was the oldest one and I'm 21. Haley's 20. Andy and Camden we're were both 20. 20 when it started. And I think that a lot of them just didn't take us very seriously yeah. because of that. And we wanted to do a very ambitious project. Yeah. And like we... Um, all of us always want to do it all. We wanted to do artist management. We wanted to do music production, video production. Um, we had our first launch event. It went well. Like we weren't in the negatives. Um, we made some money, which was nice. But shortly after that, when we were supposed to start working on finalizing the details of the D show, the venues kept falling through and then he switched his management. So we lost that opportunity. Yeah. So we'll see what happens from here. And out. he's getting very big. He's a nominee yeah. for freshman and XXL Dude, this, uh, I was... this year. And then he's also going to be playing at Rolling Loud. Yeah. So that's he's getting pretty big. That's when we started freaking out because we heard that he was on the lineup for Rolling Loud. And we were like, he's going to switch his management after that. Like, we need to get it now. And literally the day a venue confirmed with us, his manager called and was like, yeah, he dropped us. Yeah, I was actually <laughs> in on that meeting. You were. We were um, meeting with the people at GVO. And I think we were also in the works of possibly POTS. And I was sitting in on that meeting. And then Andy had called um, his management. Mike. Oh, yeah. yeah. He had called his uh, management. And they were like, hey, D. Watkins isn't doing any shows until Rolling Loud. And then that's when everything fell through. Yeah. Her well, face you guys are already way more savvy than me about anything involving <laughs> this industry. Like everything you're talking about, I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> I literally just got some mics and just started doing a thing. Yeah. So. You're doing a great job. You're doing a fantastic <laughs> job. We'll see. I think like we, so we kind of already had a small basis from the church. Like we've right. been all doing it for over a year now. Um, 
like me, Andy, Camden, Christine, like we all help run the church. So right. we have and like that a experience foundation. booking and with the media, social media, exactly. all of it. Yeah. It was definitely a step up doing DTL. Like when we got into that, we were like, this is wild. We don't know what we're doing, but I don't know. We all no one ever quick. does, though. That's yeah. the thing. Like unless you go to school for it for a very long time. You just gotta do and it. then it's kind of sterile. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if you, you just you just kind of go to school for it for a long time and then come out of it and start doing it, you can you can tell the difference. Yeah. It's got more of a Hollywood media. And we were talking about this earlier. And I think the Hollywood like clear cut, uh, not more more the more punk rock yeah. it is nowadays, the more it works. Right. We um I don't know, we were kind of following the opportunities as they arose and now like we have more opportunities coming to the church. So we're redirecting a lot of our energy back to the church and away from DTL. So we're not sure what's gonna happen with DTL right now, but um, we are actually gonna be rebranding the church. So I don't know when you're putting this out, but we are literally in the process of rebranding it. Got it, okay. We'll be the smaller place. I'll just dub in, like every time you say the church, I'll just put in something else. It's like every time you go to say it, it's like, (laughs) DTL. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. Work. I'll just say the smaller place, and yeah. you can edit over it every time. <laughs> the smaller place. Yeah, the reason why we came up with that name was me and Andy had a meeting outside of All Saints, and she was just throwing around some weird shit. It was like Good Weird or Madcap, and all of these like other funky names. And then I'm like, bro, just tell me what is so like what's important to you? Why did you find? Why did you create the church? And she just said her goal was just to make the world a smaller place. And I'm like, just call it the smaller place then. Right. I really yeah. like that name. That's yeah. where the best names come from. Yeah. Like with mine, I know saying the word discoursers, it's a, it's a weird word. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't actually exist, but it, uh, it, it encompassed, particularly when Trump was in office, no one was having a conversation with each other. Everyone was just yelling at each other. And it's yeah. still kind of that way. But I was just like, guys, we just need to sit down and have a fucking conversation with each other. Yeah. That's, that's just open and you just say whatever the fuck you want mm-hmm. and then i'll respond to it and if i don't like it i'll just say i don't like it but i respect you as a human mm-hmm. you posted something about that today like mm-hmm. you don't have to um agree with each other's opinions in order to like to, you don't have to agree with everyone's opinions in order to respect them absolutely yeah mm-hmm. unless it's dangerous you know like a, like a fucking actual nazi yeah. or a neo-nazi or <laughs> something coming in. Then, which you know, i would enjoy on my podcast <laughs> Just That'd so I can tell them how much of a fucking asshole they yeah. are. But also, you know that you would get some lively debate out of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd get some lively oh, yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. And I might even get, like, my friend, uh, I have an Orthodox Jewish friend, went to his wedding, actually, in New York City. I could get him on a Zoom call mm-hmm. and then have us all three on it. That would be great. That'd wow. be fantastic. He could, he could eviscerate this fucking neo-Nazi fuck. So if you're a neo-Nazi, hit me up. Uh, <laughs> social medias. So. <laughs> hey, I mean, there was that one guy that slid to the bar that I was working at. There you, you know, go. I, I go find him. Yeah, should have got his number. I should have got his number. Mm-hmm. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you were talking a lot about Anthony Bourdain and how much you wanted to sort of emulate that sensation of traveling to other places and learning about the culture and really like delving into that. So um, what was what sparked that? It's not necessarily... Uh, the cult, uh, the travel, the travel per se. The travel is awesome. Don't get yeah. me wrong, and it really does open up your mind. But it's more about the exactly what I'm trying to do with this. Mm-hmm. It's more about going other places and opening that up. Now you have to have, you have to have gimmicks, and niches and things like this to make it work. And so Anthony Bourdain had food. Mm-hmm. In the end, he actually wasn't even that interested in the food. He was like he would do the food, and the food was good, and he had done that as a, as a profession or whatnot. 
But in the end, it was more about just talking with people and getting to know them and showing that, look, no matter where you go, we're all pretty much the fucking same. We all, I mean, like food, sex, sleep. You know what I mean? Like Fuck. humans are all the same. Food, yeah. sex, sleep. And then throw in some drugs or some alcohol every now and then and some love for your family. And, you know, that's that's a human. Mm-hmm. It yeah. doesn't it doesn't really vary from that. Yeah. You know, that's um, there was like because somebody was asked. I was OK. So let me backtrack. I was talking to Haley about this, but there was um, a, an honor society that I was trying to join at FSU. And um, I was talking to one of the people that was involved in it. And he asked me to if I could if he could see my resume and all of the things that I were doing was just very involved with the arts and the culture of Tallahassee because that's what I'm passionate about. I truly believe that um, art is a fantastic medium to inspire people. And he just didn't really see the value in that. He said, how is art and culture important? He was talking a lot about like he volunteered at the food banks and whatnot. But at the same time, when you wake up in the morning, your goal isn't to eat a fucking tuna sandwich. It's to find something to live for. And mm-hmm. when you remove the art and the culture from the city, all you have is just an entirely monochromatic like look at everything. And everything is just going to be entirely black and white. And so, um, I don't know, that's just what makes the human experience so beautiful is trying to find like that vivacity and like that color. Because um, when you look at other species, it's just very, their big goals are just, you know, fuck, sleep, like mm-hmm. eat, all of that shit. But humans are different because we want something more. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, Anthony Bourdain with food, with you and like comedy, you reach people through like inspiration. And I think that's very important. Trying to. Mm-hmm. I mean, my primary message is just get the fuck out there and do shit. Do shit. Like everybody's got time. Don't tell me you don't have time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't care if you've got kids or full-time job or whatnot. There's a couple hours in the day where you can get on a computer and write something mm-hmm. or you can re- record a little audio thing or whatever the fuck it is. It doesn't matter. Everyone's got a little bit of time to share a bit about themselves, especially with the, the current trend and the cheapness of technology. Like I got all of these mics plus one mic, plus this new fancy zoom pod track D4 <laughs> that I have. You guys want to sponsor me? That'd be great. <laughs> um, I got all of this at for 400 bucks. Like that's, you know, you can save up a little bit for that, you know, and that's not very hard. Even if you're, even if you're working on minimum wage, you know, just cut back on, well, there's kind of cliche, cut back on Starbucks, but you know, fucking cut back on pizza or whatever it is. And you can save that over six months. Easy. You know, get, get, get your voice out there. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. If people like it, they like it. Yeah. Add color. All these voices that are coming out. It's a beautiful fucking thing. Mm -hmm. Everybody gets to hear everybody. It's so odd because. A question that I used to ask so often whenever I would do interviews is what type of people are you trying to reach with your work? But Mm. I think it's I think that's not the question to be asking. I think it's just putting out whatever type of thing that you love and whoever wants whoever that resonates with is who um, is who you want. That's that marketing bullshit that everyone sold that marketing 101. You got to have a niche. You got to have somebody market to Mm -hmm. you got to have this. And honestly, when you're first starting out, you're not going to make money anyway. Yeah. Because it's not going to fucking happen. You're going to starve a little, mm-hmm. you know, and just, just fucking roll with it. Do what you love. Yeah. And when I you wake up in the morning, just whoever wants to listen is who's going to be listening. Exactly. Like yeah. I'm, I'm a firm believer that if you're just trying to appeal to a certain audience and not sticking to what you're passionate about and what drives you, like you're not going to be successful. Even if you are making money, you're going to feel miserable. You're not making anything you're happy with. 
So like, I don't know. I feel like that's very true. I agree. And oftentimes, and you see this with everyone, like I originally started this podcast because of watching Joe Rogan, you know, like the original, original Joe Rogan, not Joe Rogan now, but like his ability to give people voices. Now, granted, as a person, eh, I mean, that's kind of iffy. You know, he, he's got his moments. But the way he gave, been for three hours, you know, and just giving people a space for conversation and to be able to just hang back and not have this, you know, um, flash cuts and all of these other things in it. I thought that was a beautiful thing. For sure. Yeah. I don't know where the fuck I was going with that. It's okay. It was very insightful. Fuck it. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Was it more like a fortune cookie thing or like a. No. It was very true though. Yeah. What like because you are you're a writer like you you're also a great performer like where do you, you get the most inspiration from? Masturbation. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I mean that's partially true, but uh, <laughs> epiphany. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I should masturbate more. Uh, I'll be a novelist if I can do that. <laughs> hmm. I would say. I like to think a lot on the the human condition because mm -hmm. we're a very strange species in general. I think we all know that. Yeah. And none of us are exactly the same in the individuality that's in each of us. And we're all trying to find ways to coexist with that. And I think art is the coexistence of all of these crazy ideas that we have going on in our head and we're trying to get them out. And if we can find a way to meld these and, and listen to these and like really listen, not just listen and go, Oh yeah, well he's talking about this subject, but no, listen to the way someone is talking about it. Listen to the, what they mean when they talk about it. Cause they might not be able to express their words exactly how they want at all times, but they can definitely put across a sentiment to listen to. And I think that's what that's, that's where the art comes into play. And that, I think that's where the inspiration. Yeah. Did I get? True. Mm -hmm. How was it what being um, a comedian? Wait, who's getting Kevin? fucking interviewed here? Jesus fucking Christ. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's tag teaming me here. Yeah, we're about to interrogate you. Like, go shoot the lights over to him and be yeah. like. Yeah. 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 We haven't had our interview with you yet, man. Yeah. That's true. I know. Yeah. But um, how was it being a comedian during the pandemic? Oh, well, that was uh, interesting. I did one Zoom show. Okay. And that was terrible. It was, I didn't like it. You can't see an audience. You can't. Well, actually, I think I've told the story before <laughs> on the podcast, but the one Zoom show we did, um, I, we did it for the the other podcast that I had, the Ain't Shite Show, and it switched around between all three of us. We swiveled it around, mm -hmm. and I don't know. You can't see an audience, and we weren't taking it very seriously. And I've, I had done one before that, and it was just bad. But uh, Julian, who I don't know if anybody knows him from the Ain't Shite Show out there, but he's he's black, but he showed up on camera with a silver face, and immediately when the camera went to him, he just goes, I'm doing white face, bitch. I'm trying to get paid. <laughs> and it was glorious. That's and I so think, great. yeah, yeah. But I started up an outdoor show mm -hmm. near the end. And it could, because it was outside on a patio, everyone was distanced. There was wind, you know, you know, all this other stuff. And I still got blowback from people on that. And I was like, guys, we're all, I mean, do you, do you realize what the fucking suicide rate is right now? Mm -hmm. Like that no one is out here doing art and, and experiencing each other. We need to find safe ways to do this. Right. And finding a safe way, I found a safe way to do it. And people were still 
just, why are you doing this? You're going to kill people and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, well, if you show up, I'll kill you, but not anyone else. And it won't be COVID. Yeah. So. No. How did you find the drive to keep going during that? I am a person who spends most of my time alone anyway. Yeah. So it, it really didn't affect me much. Okay. You know, like I, like I live here by myself, two bedroom. Uh, most of my life I've spent pretty much by myself and I'm okay with that. And it's like we were talking about earlier about uh, philosophy. You were talking about stoicism. Mm -hmm. And stoicism definitely helps you accept the fact that you have to be okay with your own thoughts and your own feelings before you can be okay with anything else in life. And how did you reach that okayness? Do you want to take a break? Sorry. It, the recording stopped. Okay. I don't know if you're able to cut or not. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, we can pause right here. I'm so yeah. sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh... And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> we're back. I'm back now. Shit. Yep. I, I was like gone for 30 minutes when we were doing that. I was like, fuck. <laughs> it's okay. So uh, fun fact, guys, we took a little intermission because I was yakking in Joey's bathroom. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Those Kratom pills don't fuck around. Yeah, they, they do really not. Don't. I was like. Oh, I <laughs> forgot you had not. that. Yeah. I had like the Kratom pill. I had like um, just drinking. What does um, that even do? I'm also hung over. Um, I'm now drinking still. Mm -hmm. So my body is so confused. Oh, is this wine? What's yeah. like a thing that I tell my friends? Like my body is a temple, but I'm not religious. Is <laughs> <laughs> the best way that I can describe it. I like the uh, the Hunter S. Thompson po uh, quote that I'm probably going to slaughter, but it's uh, your body isn't a temple. It's a rental car <laughs> and that you just you just you just slam it against curbs and yeah. speed around and don't change the fucking oil. <laughs> and just, you know what? When it comes time to end it, you don't want to just sputter up. You yeah. want to fucking fling in with the fucking back end slinging around. That's what I'm saying. And you want to jump out and be like, fuck yeah. Yeah. For sure. I, want, I would love to go out in like a fantastically like just grand way. Like I can't just be the bitch who dies in my sleep. No, that's Sorry. so right. boring. No, it's boring though. 100%. I want to do but. something wild that everybody's going to be like, oh, she was that girl that she died that, that way. She was that girl that died that way. <laughs> oh, also another fun fact, Joey. I tend to get into a lot of accidents. So many. Yeah. I, like I need a punch card for the amount of ER trips that I take. I totaled my car three weeks ago. I think I told you about this, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah, I totaled my car three weeks ago. Um, then I fucked up my wrist skateboarding, so it was like wrapped up. I liked telling everybody that I beat somebody up. Though. There you go. Yeah, mm. I actually beat Joey's ass in um, when we were doing kung fu that one time, right? <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I mm. beat his fucking ass. Yep. And um, what are some other ones? Did you really? Yeah. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Funny thing, she had never practiced kung fu ever in her yeah, life. What? Still, I just yeah. knocked him the fuck mm -hmm. out. Yeah. Can we get a sparring match on camera today? Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah, Absolutely. De definitely. Yeah, definitely. I totally know how to do kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> Wait, are you diving into the Asian stereotype just yeah. right off the bat? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, I did violin when I was young. Right. I did piano. It was great. So great. I've, I'm never in town, so I don't see Christine a lot. But like every single time she calls me for work stuff, there is something else wrong with her. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, I did this. She's like, I just told on my car. I've messed up my wrist. Oh, I OD'd. Oh, wait. Yeah, that'd be a funny one to tell. You don't like, even what? Need, I don't even need to cut this one Which out. Which was accident. Yes. On accident. Mm. I would like to say for the room that this was on accident. <laughs> I, this wasn't me trying to... Okay. So basically... I was just drinking the night before and I had taken a shot of whiskey and it went down the wrong part of my 
throat and ended up in my lung. And I worked at a bar and my boss was very like COVID safe, all of that shit. And he didn't want, um, he just does, he didn't want me to like cough. So I went over to Andy's house and she gave me mucinex and codeine. And then also I had an ear infection. So I was on amoxicillin and ibuprofen and I thought mucinex was the same thing as cough drops. So I was just like popping that shit like back and forth. Like I was popping like the mucinexes. And then I, yeah, I just guess I made lean in my stomach. I have to say though, it was kind of fun before I passed out. I was like, this is kind of nice. Like I, I, I think see that's it. what everyone who's ever OD'd is saying. Yeah, like, that was really good until I, I almost died. Yeah, I was like, you know, this is this is kind of fun. Like I, I'm having a good time. I remember there was like my fucked up brain when that was happening. I was like, I should probably pop another one because I'm vibing. I'm having a good time, but I'm like, wait, hold on a second. Then I ended up in the ER. Sorry, um, I didn't mean to throw you under the bus there. That just still blows my mind. I was like, oh my God, Christine, are you okay? Yeah, I missed like a church interview because of that. And then Haley was like, did you go to that? And I'm like, no, I was in the ER all night. Yeah, we were both supposed to be in an interview and I missed it because I overslept because I fucking suck. But yeah. I was like, well, at least she I'm had so a sorry. fucking excuse. No, yeah, I know. I, I called her. I, I know. ER. I know. I called her. I was like, Christine, I'm so sorry. She was like, I OD'd. I, was like, oh. I remember when you called me, she was like, wait, were you trying to have a I good was like, time? I was, and I'm I was like, like, not so intentionally. Worried. I was so worried about you. I was like, how do I ask this question without being so Like, were you trying to have a good time? Like, were you trying to like, but. Yeah, I remember also when I was in the ER, I was just like, this can't be the way that I go out. I cannot mm. be the bitch who dies from fucking, do you know Mr. Mucinex in the commercials? Like that like white ah, ass motherfucker. Yes. Oh, you know the, the, the green booger thing. dude. Yeah, 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 I was like, this can't be the mm. person who kills me. Like again, I need to go out in some <laughs> grand way and this can't be it. So you that's don't want my him story. dancing around in your stomach. I didn't want you? him dancing around in my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's how I ended up in the ER. I always feel bad too because I usually like usually when I find out she's been like brutally injured again it's when I'm like calling her or texting her about something important with work stuff so like half the time I'm stressed and I'm like Christine what's going on with this and then she's like I almost died again <laughs> I'm like oh my god I'm so sorry so it's a recurring incident in my life but now you have great stories now I have I have so, so many great stories to tell so it wasn't too bad yeah and you're yeah. not dead I'm not I'm not dead I'm alive I'm standing I mean yeah yeah yeah. At least I hope not. I could be sitting in the studio by myself and yeah. you guys could just be a ghost or we could yeah. be ghosts and, be. and whatnot. Yeah. We're glitching the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are we all getting <laughs> cheers guys? Water cheers. Break. Cheers. cheers. Everybody, every, everyone's doing water. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got whiskey water. here, so I have like my wine still, but I'm gonna let that bitch rest for a second. Yeah. The whiskey right. that I gave up because I'm a weenie. Oh. Mm. That's fine. At least more for me. Yeah. So I'm happy with it. What is your it. choice of drink, Joey? Uh, the, the the Johnny Walker. The Johnny Walker? Yeah, Do you Johnny mix Walker. it with anything? Or is it just... Mm-hmm. I like the... Sometimes I put like one cube. Yeah, one ice. cube. Yeah, mm-hmm. then you just let it melt. That's like a good enough mm-hmm. mixer. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, so. get a little hydrated. Not a lot, but you <laughs> a know, just a little water. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I prefer the blue label okay. Johnny Walker, but that shit is way too expensive. I like uh, whiskey sours. I get the Tullamore Dew. I like the... Okay. Yeah. Like the, the Irish, Irish whiskey. I like yeah. The Irish I'm yeah. a big fan of. Um, oh shit! My fucking brain is. Uh, Jameson. Jameson. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. Jamo. Uh, a Jamo in a high life a was. Okay. That's like a New Orleans standard. Huh. And I lived there for ten years, and that's that's a standard. So, what brought you to Tallahassee then, from Nola? 
Mm, I, uh, I need to stop drinking so much. Yeah. Pretty sure. much. Yeah, my it's liver. It's like a Tuesday at 3 p.m. and somebody's like, hey, let's go for a drink or two. And next thing you know, it's 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I have to go home. <laughs> and I, I still have scars on my hands from trying to go home that drunk. Just following on the sidewalk. <laughs> Man, I remember I went, um, I went drinking at this new bar. It was right around the corner from my house. It ended up coming, becoming my local bar. But it's an Irish pub owned by an actual Irishman. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the places where they still had, if you walked out on your tab, they mm-hmm. wrote it down in a book. Oh, wow. That's how old school it was. Wow. Yeah. And if you were a usual, you know, then they would just let you pay it whenever you had a chance. Right. Yeah. And uh, I go there on St. Patrick's Day. I didn't know who owned the place or whatever. I go in. It's really busy. Irish pub. It's St. Patrick's Day. Fuck it. Let's get drunk. Got off of work. Went up to the bar. There was one stool open. I go to sit at the stool and there's this fucking old guy sitting next to me and he looks over at me when I sit down and he's like, and I was like, what the fuck did you just say? And he just subtitles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he points to the fucking bartender and the bartender brings over, brings over two shots of Jameson and we do them. And he starts talking, and I start to be able to kind of understand him, you know, because there's like Irish music and shit going in the background, like, we love potatoes or whatever it is, <laughs> whatever the fuck they do. And uh, <laughs> I love you, Irish people. Uh, but fucking, uh, he just keeps ordering shots. Oh. And this guy was fucking trashed when I got there. He never got more trashed. Like, he stayed at trash. He was impressive. Just, he was yeah. just trashed. Yeah. I love and, you, Irish people. We should like have a little countdown of how many times Joey could get canceled. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 a countdown bing, up here. Bing, 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 bing. So, yeah, you guys heard it here today. Joey actually hates Irish people. I do. Yeah. I do. Not a fan. Not a fan at Not all. Not a fan at all. Oh, man. I'm a bigger fan of the English. Of the English. Go take him over again. <laughs> <laughs> Go, English. Hip, hip, hooray. Hip, hooray. <laughs> No, I love the Irish people. You hear about They're that fucking thing great. Where it's like Twenty One Savage is actually like English. I've, I've seen. Yeah, that. I don't know what I don't know what Twenty One Savage is. Oh, okay. Never I'm mind. old. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, he's this one rapper. He's just like he's he's pretty fucking hood, and okay. yeah, he has like a knife like on his forehead type of thing type mm. deal, and he's actually British. And it was funny because all the memes were just kind of like, oh shit, true. Mm. Sorry yeah. guys. ASMR. Mm. <laughs> I don't know where that thought was going, but it was there. <laughs> Stream of consciousness. This guy's name is 21 his Savage. His name is 21 Savage. He has a knife on his forehead. He's like a hood-ass rapper. And then everybody found out that he was British and were just memeing the fuck out of him. Like, they had, like, these, you, like, you know, like, those old-ass fucking guns? You know what I'm talking about? Tommy like, gun. Yeah, all of that shit. And they were like, this is what he's going to run up on us with? This is, <laughs> right. this is what he's going to run up on us with? Shit. <laughs> that shit was so funny. <laughs> Why, Mike? Wait, so I—I <laughs> I don't know why that came out of my mouth. I'm still. Why did you decide on Tallahassee after oh, you yeah. left New Orleans? Oh yeah, I, I deflected from that. Didn't you I? did. Uh, yeah. yeah. Is there so, some? Was that a trauma response? You don't have you want to, to talk respond about to it? it. It was. It was a trauma response. Do you want to talk about it? It's the red. It's the rednecks here. It's a, uh, <laughs> um, no, I ended up here for a job. Uh, oh. I wanted somewhere more calm. Mm. You know, because I'd lived in like New York City and New Orleans and Oakland and all these crazy fucking places. And I was like, I need somewhere fucking super calm. And I didn't want to go back to Savannah, where I'm originally from. Mm -hmm. And this place is as close to Savannah as you can get. Oak trees all over the place. Beautiful kind of historic feel. Yeah. And I just ended up settling down. And then 
I don't know. I was just kind of bored for a while. I fucking hated this place <laughs> until I found the comedy scene. Nice. And then I realized, like, oh, yeah, there are degenerates here like me. <laughs> yeah. Let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah. But that's pretty cool that you're starting up that whole comedy show at the patio, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty dope. Yeah, it's been going for a while. Um, it's I love it. I love it. I love it so much. I give people an opportunity to work on new shit because a lot of shows, they want you to work on shit you've already worked on mm-hmm. so you can be good, so you can be clear cut, so you can be, you know, there's a rhythm, bah, 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 bah. you have to hit all those rhythms, you have to be good, you have to do this. I'm like, guys, come do whatever, mm-hmm. you know, do, do, or do whatever the fuck mm-hmm. you want. I don't care. As long as it's not malicious, mm-hmm. I can give two shits. That comes back to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I was know? like, um, how do you find like okayness? I think was the question that I asked before I started yakking my. <laughs> yeah, be be comfortable and yeah. like you're, you are you. Mm-hmm. There's no other you. You can't be anything else, so the only thing you're stuck with is you. Okay. That's it. That's that's life. That's literally the answer to life. Like that's you. And if you want to change the you, then change the you. But if you're not changing the you, be comfortable with the you and just fucking lean into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we've all got stupid flaws. You know what I mean? Like I say shit I shouldn't say all the fucking time. I know that I do, but I make sure that I have people around me that are like, semi okay with it. Yeah. You know, and if they're not, well, they're probably not going to be around me for much longer. Yeah. So, yeah. For you, what constitutes being content with your life? I don't like to be content. Yeah. I don't think, I think contentment is bad. It's comfortable. Okay. And you don't like being comfortable then? No, I don't. I don't know if you noticed, but these couches are not very comfortable. Yeah. And the fucking, that couch in there is not very comfortable. And like, it's minimal. Is that why you do kava? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I like to feel sick all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's a little, yeah. 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 But um, do you equate that to stagnation then? I do. Okay. Uh, contentment to stagnation. Now it's different if you're 60 years old mm-hmm. or 70 years old. You've had plenty of experiences in your life. But when you're i mean if you're still able to get around and move and and go out and do crazy things why the fuck not mm-hmm. why the fuck yeah. not what are you going to sit around in a cubicle with fluorescent lights just flashing at a thousand times per second in your eye and just making you feel like you want to fucking drown yourself in the <laughs> bathtub at home like yeah. ugh. so then i guess would that mean that like contentness for you is just hyper stimulation at all times I wouldn't say hyperstimulation. I would say more along the lines of visceral experience. Okay. Mm. Yeah. The human experience. Going back to the human condition Mm -hmm. I was talking about earlier. Yeah, no, like I feel that too. I get super anxious if I feel like I'm not like doing something that's moving me forward. Mm -hmm. Like I, I always love change. I like to be moving forward. Like I realize that I get super anxious if I've been doing the same thing for too long because I'm like, there's more that I can be doing. There's more that I can be doing. I want to be uncomfortable. I want to like experience new things. And there's not really any comfort in experiencing new things. But you're limiting yourself if you're not. Absolutely. The The discomfort is good mm-hmm. a lot of times. Um, scars are sexy. I think scars <laughs> are sexy as fuck. Uh-huh. I really do. Like physical, emotional, yeah. all of these things. Now, I'm going to preface that with... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to preface that with... As long as that person has accepted their scars. Yeah. If they haven't accepted their scars, then there's a resentment towards themselves mm-hmm. in a way. Like they haven't accepted themselves. They, they, they haven't forgiven themselves for going out and getting the scar or haven't forgiven the other person for giving them scar or the situation mm-hmm. from giving them the scar or whatever. And they haven't embraced that. And if they haven't embraced that, then 
yeah, like I said, there's nothing but resentment. Yeah. And, and that's going to blow back on whoever else they're around. For sure. And like, I think about that, like it shows that you've like lived a life, like you have had a human experience, like you have felt emotions and you have felt pain and the happiness and like the exhilaration that comes with life doesn't always feel as great unless you've felt like those downfalls as well. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, um, those emotional and physical scars like show that like you have experienced what life has to offer. Maybe it's not necessarily the best things all the time, but like it made you who you are. Mm -hmm. I envy ignorant people. Yeah. <laughs> it's comfortable. It's nice. Uh, I tend to go about my problems by, I like to think of it as like I have a huge fucking like pile of clothes and then I just put the blanket over the clothes and I'm just like, it's not there. It truly really mm, isn't yeah. there. But mm. I recently got into yoga and I signed up for a class literally two days ago about, um, I just thought it was just gonna be like a fun yoga class, but then it ended up being um, a guided meditation and that shit fucked me up because I like to think of myself as very introspective and I was very introspective, especially when I grew up in Orlando because um, I had just more like stricter parents, I guess. I mean, mm -hmm. I love them, but they were more just like, Christine, you need to stay at home. So right. all I had to do was just be alone with my thoughts and that was not the most pleasant of experiences. So in this guided meditation, it was 90 minutes long of just laying and um, just feeling the heaviness of it all. And it got to a point where she, First, we had to like be uh, like arrive at some sort of peace. And then she wanted to switch that over to being uncomfortable and anxious and really delving into that. And before you did the guided meditation, you had to set your intentions for what you wanted to garner from that experience. Mm -hmm. And I just I think mine was being open to love because that is something that I do struggle with a lot is just if somebody was like, hey, I love you, would be like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. don't tell me that shit. Mm -hmm. That's stupid. And so I just kind of found out that from that, it wasn't necessarily me being not open to love from other people from an external sense. It was more so feeling like I wasn't really enough. Therefore, that's probably why I go about my day so fucking erratically, not erotically, <laughs> not erotically, erratically. Right. Um, it was just, I tend to take on so many responsibilities. Like I'm in like, what? nine fucking clubs like I have work like I my days are so packed jam-packed and I do love that shit because it doesn't really give me it doesn't really allow myself time to be alone with myself I mm. love being surrounded by people I truly do but I just don't really like my own company but um I tend to do that to, we I don't guess. like your company either don't oh we? yeah I was oh, just wow. about to say I'd like your company Christine <laughs> thank you <laughs> but, um, Joey's just mean <laughs> Yeah, Joey, fuck you. That's like, you get another you get another ding ding on the canceled thing. You get another ding ding. She's Hashtag like, this me, is... motherfucker. <laughs> She's like, this is one of my big problems. He's like, yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I guess I just really did struggle try and still do struggle trying to think that what I'm doing and the person that I am is enough because again, I just like to have a jam packed fucking day. I like to do so much and hopefully and hope that that compensates for that insecurity and it's, it's like shit bro before i could this is so fucking cliche but like before <laughs> i could like i guess accept love from other people i have to just be like okay with myself absolutely thing. Yeah. Yeah. if you don't accept love for yourself 
you don't realize that other people can even have love for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm still kind of, I'm 41. I'm still struggling with that. You mm-hmm. know, like you've heard my greetings is go fuck yourself. <laughs> like to, to my really good friends. Yeah. yeah. Like when I leave, I'm like, Hey, go fuck yourself. Uh, yeah. You know, not like, Hey, I love you. Have a great day. Yeah. Hey. It's, yeah. Uh, it's like, like, if you can, if it's like, if you feel like it's hard to accept good things about you, it's hard to believe that when other people say that those things yeah. are good about you, it's hard to believe that that's genuine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I still think about all the things that I'm doing and feel like, I need to take on more responsibilities rather than looking at what I have and focusing on those things. It's like spreading myself too thin with like a fuck ton of projects. It's like, yes, I like doing this, 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 and this. And I truly do, but at the same time, I'm not really immersing myself within what I already have, but trying to compensate for that by taking on more Mm -hmm. rather than focusing on it. I guess that also stems from just trying too hard at something that I really love and maybe not being good at it. I don't really like failure. (laughs) I don't. Yeah. So no, like from coming from someone who works very closely with Christine, she is very good at almost everything that she does that I've seen her do. But like, I've like, I have had these a few conversations with you, like, and not in a like condescending way at all, but like, you know, I care a lot about you and I want to like make sure that you feel happy with what you're doing you know and sometimes spreading yourself too thin is hard on you and but you do a fantastic job i think you're balancing it off very well at least from an external perspective (laughs) don't don't ask me when the last time i studied for the lsat was i'm actually thinking (gasps) about um no i actually am planning on going to law school and Mm -hmm. um the lsat is an incredibly important test that you have to take before you start your application and um again i don't really focus too much on studying for that even though that is the most important thing to me because it's like i haven't taken a diagnostic exam just to see where i'm at because it just would scare me to i'd rather just like continue on with like my overly inflated ego and be like yeah no of course i'll do fine because i don't want to try so hard at something that i love doing because and fail Mm -hmm. so i just would rather be like hey this is something i'm going to do i'm going to convince everybody else that i'm good at it without really ever knowing if I am. Because right. I'd rather live in that ignorance. That's why I was saying I envy ignorant people is because they could live their life so comfortably, unaware to Fair. just experiences. Especially and willfully ignorant people. Willfully mm-hmm. ignorant uh, people. To, 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 actually put wor- like, to actually put energy into mm-hmm. not seeing something. Yeah. I'm like, how? 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 How do you do that? Yeah. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Side note, something that's very impressive about you in terms of like the legal work that you do, she's the legal director for the church and that's how you are also heavily involved with, um, she also heads bare bones. She does a lot of stuff at the church, but um, she is developing the legal department. Um, And for DTL, she was also our legal director. This girl can whip up a contract so quick. We were in a meeting and in the middle of the meeting, she was participating in the meeting. She was like, oh, yeah, I have this, like, multi-page contract just done. I did it in, like, 10 minutes. I was like, what? <laughs> Thank you. Damn, this is a therapy session. I feel like I should be lying on the couch now. You have, like, your notepad. You're like, tell me about yourself. It's okay. Call me if you ever need a hype man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> thank you. Thank and, you. And I'll, I'll call you if I get canceled by oh, Irish yeah, definitely. people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah just I'll be call your me hype man, too. Yeah, there, there you go. go. I need yeah, a hype I'll man and a legal you. team. I got you. Yeah. I got you, there Joey. Yeah, we'll just pretend. I got you. No problem at all. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where that thought was going in my head. Well, I think a lot of that, uh, when you were speaking about the, the self-love, mm-hmm. I think what I've been thinking about a lot lately is imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. never feeling like you're actually the thing that you're doing. Yes. And that's, that's ex- 
especially relevant with arts, uh, with comedy, with doing a podcast, with uh, doing video, all of these other things, you think, oh, I'm just faking it. I'm just faking it and these people are going to find out sooner or later that I don't actually know how to do this, you know? And that's mostly because you, we never accept the fact that like, yeah, we've been putting work into this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like when you put fucking 10 hours a day, eight hours a fucking day work into something and denying yourself the fact that you are this, you're doing it. You might not be great at it, but you're fucking doing it. So you are that. Yeah. And that's a big contention actually in the writer community is that are you a writer if you haven't put out a novel? Are you a writer if you're not published? Are you a writer? It's like, do you do it six hours a day? You know, well, that's a lot for writing. <laughs> that's, I've tried that before. It does not work out. Uh, it's two hours a day. Two hours a day, you're putting it in, you're doing the work, you're paying attention, you're editing. You're a writer. Just fucking look in the mirror and just tell yourself, you're a fucking writer. You write. You are the action. You're not, okay, you're not even the noun. You're the verb. You're the fucking right, you know, and that's even better than calling yourself a writer. You're the right. You are writing. That's an odd one that I struggle with because I, again, I feel like I, I can like, I'm like, I'll talk, but I also have nothing to prove for it or just like have nothing to show for it. Cause when I'm, when I tell everybody like, yeah, I played the piano since I was fucking four years old or like, yeah, I can sing. I started taking lessons when I was three and then someone's like, oh. You should probably go play the piano for us or do something like that. I'm just like, no, I don't want to. I don't mm. want to do it. So it's just like maybe it's more, I guess, preserving the image that they have of me in their head rather than like showing it and then failing that mm. be and like not living up to that. Right. Is one thing. And this is well, this is a fucking therapy session. Goddamn. <laughs> do you want me to pay you for an <laughs> hourly? Shit. Well, you're, you're on the clock. You're like, I'm oh, on the clock. Goddamn. Yeah. Just remember with this cliche phrase, like you are your own worst critic, you know, mm-hmm. it'll be okay. <laughs> it will be okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, on that same note, like that's something weird <laughs> that I struggle with too. Like in my field, working with video stuff, so many people in my field it's a first of all it's a male dominated field so it already feels weird in certain scenarios like it feels like you can tell that they're already looking down on you right um and many people in the field are very technically sound like they're tech nerds which is dope i wish i was a tech nerd i am not i suck on the tech side of things but i know that i'm decent at like the artistic side but like just earlier today joey when we were trying to set this up like mm-hmm. every single time i'm like i don't know how to do this i don't know what this part of my camera does it's like i know that like you're not sitting there judging me but it's one of those things where it feels like imposter syndrome i'm like i'm trying to host with christine like this big um interview series and i don't even know how to work my own camera like what are you doing (laughs) yeah that's very much true yeah i've told you i've recorded uh, a whole podcast and i did not turn on the audio (laughs) or the video didn't work it was like an hour hour and a half and uh, man like it was three days of feeling like a failure that's so painful three days Oh. oh, it's rough, man. So what do you it's do? Rough. Do you just restart the podcast or do you say I'm done? That was, um, I've had to out. tell people I didn't, I didn't realize until after they left oh. and then had just been like, oh, okay. All right. Uh, just text them. Hey, listen, I was kind of a dumbass, and, uh, can we do that again? And most people are really cool about it. They're like, oh yeah, I understand. I couldn't do anything you're doing anyway. And that's really the crux of it is that like people fuck up, but when you fuck up in an art, it's more obvious. Mm-hmm. Like when people fuck up at work, like say you forget to send a form to somebody or whatever, they'll just send you another fucking email. And then, you know, you just, oh, yeah. you get another chance to send the fucking thing. But with art, 
it's there. Like you know it. It, it the fuck up is quite fucking obvious. <laughs> like there's no other way around it, yeah. you know? For sure. Sometimes it's nice because you can swing it like it was intentional, but sometimes like not recording something properly. You that was not intentional, you know? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do like breaking into uh, I guess digital production just in general, mm-hmm. which as you said is mostly male dominated mm-hmm. with video, all of it really. Yeah. Uh, I have how do you got do you, do you feel resist do both of you feel resistance coming into it now? How much resistance? Resistance. Oh, sorry. Resistance as far as being a female coming into mm-hmm. uh, production and tech and, and and all of that. Yeah. Um, I don't really do a lot of techie things, but um, just in terms of I do a lot of interviewing and um, I don't know, I really like to network. But I do think that there is just some aspect of people looking down on me or not necessarily mm-hmm. taking me seriously. Maybe it's the way that anyway, I like I was like, no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's, I guess, the way that I pre- I don't know if it's a me thing, but maybe mm-hmm. it's the way that I present myself to people when I'm first meeting them. It's just very much like I'll show up to an exec meeting with a handle of fucking Svedka or I'm like just hitting like I sit in on cat family record beatings like hitting my vape or some shit like that or just i don't know i i think it's just maybe i don't know if it's just me as a female or the way that i present myself as being very like lax i have green fucking hair like it's Mm -hmm. just i feel like it could be a combo of both because if you think about it being a guy doing those same things like would it warrant the exact same reaction yeah that's something that i you know trying to understand it's like is this a me thing maybe should i be more professional in certain like settings should i be a little less like loud or extroverted and be more reserved I just struggle with that or maybe just the fact that I'm a fucking female. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I think all of us, like me, you, um, Andy, like she's not involved in production as much and stuff like that, but we're all very outgoing. I feel like dominant personalities in different aspects and like we all know how to lead a project and we all know how to like take charge of a situation and there definitely are situations where I feel like all of us can say that it has felt like we've been looked down on for that when it wouldn't necessarily be like that otherwise. I don't know, it's a very interesting thing. I do know that, so I don't feel, in regards to your question, that I feel like I've dodged a little bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Like, I feel like I don't necessarily feel a ton of resistance because a lot of what I want to do is entrepreneurial. Like, I'm kind of heading my own stuff. Mm-hmm. Got the intense lighter. Is that the big one? Oh yeah. Oh. I, no, that's if you guys one. haven't like noticed, I'm very jittery, like all the time. Like I'm always moving or doing something. I just keep crossing my limbs. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, like, I I got into vaping just because I don't even know if it's just the addictive chemicals within it or I think it's just some oral fixation that I have. I just always need to be doing something <laughs> with my hands. But anyway, sorry about it's okay. that. It's okay. I was like, well, lighter. lighter. Fire. Um, Welcome to my ASMR. We gotta I'm not gonna let your shit on fire, I promise. <laughs> Whatever. Make the podcast better. (laughs) Fire makes everything better. Be like, hey guys, welcome back. Uh, Take two. Uh, We are, we just had to go put out a fire. And also I think that your shit stopped recording. Hey, fucking fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn. Well, (laughs) there we go. Intermission. That's such a stupid thing that I wish, um, I don't know. Camera company is stupid. Take recording limits off. I know you can make that happen. Yeah. Um, Do you have to wait for it to charge or is it recharging? No, it just, it has a recording limit. Like both of them, I think it can only record for like 30 minutes at a time and Mm -hmm. then it just automatically stops and you have to restart. Um, But 
in terms of resistance, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I don't personally feel a ton of um, resistance right off the bat just because a lot of what I want to do is stuff with me as an entrepreneur. Like, I don't really want to work for, like, a photography company. I don't mm-hmm. want to necessarily work on productions that I'm not heading. A lot of what I want to do is, like, me leading it, which that in itself creates people looking down on you that way. But um, it's a lot less of those interactions with people that might be looking down on you. Um, I think when I do feel the most tension in regards to that is when I'm interviewing people. Mm-hmm. Um, with Christine, most of the time, I think Christine's with me for almost all of them, mm-hmm. I think, at this point. Um, but it, d- it does feel weird to me because I feel like, I don't know, I don't know them. And if I am fumbling with my equipment, they're like, oh, I'm getting interviewed by like mm. this. I don't know. I know that's not what they're thinking, but it does feel weird Well, there's weird also the, the, the weird aspect of age mm-hmm. as well, yeah. being yeah. young. For sure. So people automatically assume there's a certain um, inadequateness right. with what you're doing. Yeah. No, for sure. And like, I don't know, I am on the younger side of some of the people in my major. Like, I'm in digital media production as my Mm -hmm. major, and I know that I know less than them. Um, I talk with them, and I'm like, I have no clue what you guys are talking about, but, like, I'm still passing. (laughs) But Do you know know Amber Amber Mm -hmm. White? She's in digital production as well. What? She's actually going to be doing the the camera crossing and pulling up the YouTube videos for our other podcast. Dope. Is she at FSU? She's in Mm -hmm. media production? Real short girl. um, Looks very kind of skater. Skater emo. I feel like I'm the worst with names, and most of my major I was during COVID, so we, we're only seeing each other on Zoom, so it's not the best representation of that's whether That's right. Or not. You guys aren't in person now. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, I didn't They're think going, about that. I'm kind of very happy that I'm, I'm graduating at the end of July, so I don't have to go back in person, and I'm very excited nice. about that. Yeah. <laughs> are you excited to go back in person? Oh, yes. I'm you so are. excited. I love going places. It's weird. I don't like Zoom classes or no. anything like that because I feel like I always need to be somewhere. I don't even spend time in my room. There. I'm only there if I need to go to sleep, which is because, I don't know, I, I feel like it's very trapping being mm-hmm. in my room. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were talking a little bit about you being alone mm-hmm. um, for like over here. and Deflection. Deflection. <laughs> Deflection. Wait, was there a question that was asked to me? <laughs> Anyway. I promise that this wasn't an, a, like some sort of emotional response to being like, fuck. Let's but go back to Joey's loneliness. Let's, go talk, let's, go, yeah. let's, let's talk about Joey's loneliness. Um, do you struggle with like vulnerability in any way? You said lonely. being vulnerable. Yes. To other people. Sorry. That was such like a sometimes uh, sometimes I think I'm pretty vulnerable most of the time. Like you ask me anything. I'll go ahead and answer it mm-hmm. as honestly as honestly as possible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think there's definitely a vulnerableness. As far as, uh, and this is a problem I'm running into right now for this podcast and other things that I'm doing is relying on other people to do things involving involving a team mm-hmm. or involving anything like that. I think there's a vulnerable there too because you're giving up a piece of your vision, a piece of your dream. Because this so this whole thing, I've done all by myself. All the editing, all the video editing, everything, the the questions, the equipment that I bought to myself, the the setting up of the audio levels, which are probably dog shit right now <laughs> because I'm not a fucking audio engineer, but I, I, I don't want to give that up to someone else, but I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to make myself vulnerable to yeah. that. 
That's something that me and Haley talk mm -hmm. about because I, I think I was mentioning it a couple of times today where I'm like, Haley is the only person that I really trust in regards to just telling like creative pursuits <laughs> to telling like creative pursuits to and whatnot is because I don't like to share things with other people that don't have the same passion and drive that I do. Mm because it's just giving up a piece of myself that is so important to me mm -hmm. right. and like just letting somebody shit all over it just to go slap it on a fucking resume or just be like, oh, okay, I guess I'll just do it for shits mm -hmm. and giggles. It's like, no, this is something that is very meaningful to me. Right. And yeah. I only want to let the people in on it that also share that same drive that I do. For exactly. sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, and like, I think you and I are a lot alike in that sense. Me and Christine, like even like I like I said I work closely with her a lot and we've done a lot of projects together for the church and for DTL and now we're working on this um series bare bones um but like we I feel like even just between us two have butted heads between like how like w especially when I was getting started I feel like it's getting a little more like it's fine now like we've ironed it out as we've been going but it was like it was hard for us to get on the same page I think mm -hmm. for a minute because we are both that same way mm -hmm. I, we were like oh well like this is how like I view it, you know, I don't know. It was, it was interesting, but I think like you're amazing to work with. And I think like, we know now how each other yeah. works. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I sure. think there's a vulnerability in that too. Yeah. Showing not only what you can do in a positive light and when a job, mm -hmm. but also what are your flaws? Yeah. You know, yeah. so that way the other person, if they fit into the positives that are your flaws and your flaws fit into their positives, that makes a really good working relationship, but you True. also have to show your flaws Yeah, as that's, well. That's one problem that I have, not even just in terms of just work, but just also other personal relationships that I have in my life. I feel like I don't like to see the, I feel like I don't like to see the, um, the ways in which that I can go wrong. And I sort of just turn back, um, I guess the issues that I'm having onto the other person, which is, and very manipulative and I just it not too. it's just it's pretty fucked up but that's something that I do because I don't ever want to admit that I was in the wrong for something because to me at that admission is just to me being vulnerable and I'm just like that's some fucking pussy shit like no mm -hmm. I'm always right I'm God's gift to the fucking world like right. no so it's just I don't know and well I can I, let I can let you know you're not yeah. yes. three I wish I thought that way bro <laughs> ding, yeah, ding. I wish I thought that way. I'm over here like, man, I suck all the time. <laughs> but no, but that also does stem from, I guess, just again, a deeper insecurity and in realizing that I have my share of faults because I don't want to ever like, not that I don't ever want to go through it. Just going through the process of trying to fix those things about me is just very painful. It's and rough. I just don't want to have mm -hmm. to go through that struggle. I mean, I feel like a struggle is edifying to the individual and in terms of just fostering their own growth but i just it's just it's just fucking shitty it's For just sure. shitty having to go through that shit and it's like i i feel like i say a lot without really ever saying much at all because again i don't like to really talk about myself too much because i'm like well if i talk about myself do these people actually give a fuck about what i'm saying i just mm -hmm. gave a piece of myself up through that conversation so it's like yeah i guess i'll just like riff with you i guess i'll like go talk about just some stupid shit but i don't really talk about the things that really mean much to me mm -hmm. so it's just like well, now I you're know. telling everyone. Oh, yeah. Now I'm telling everybody. Yeah. Hello, Spotify. Well, it's, it's sli it slims down your crowd that you yeah. can talk to. Mm -hmm. The yeah. people that, one, and the one thing that I've noticed, and I don't know if it's a modern thing. In, in my experience, it's more of a modern thing. But people just shitting on you. 
mm-hmm. for the thing that you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're, you talk about this dream that you have or this thing that you're doing, and it's like kind of beyond the scope of what people can see. Mm-hmm. And they go like, well, that's stupid. Why would you even try to do that? Or like, obviously, if you failed at that or like whatever it is, and they shit on it consistently. Yeah. And you're just going like, why? Why, mm-hmm. why would you do that? So then you got to cut that person out and you got to cut the next person. You got to yeah. cut the next person. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think it's a lot of self-hate. Yeah. And those people, the self-hate, they, yeah. they, they don't have a dream or they don't know how to get to their dream. So they want to ruin other people's shit to keep them at the same level because they don't want you to leave. A lot of people don't want you to leave their association, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but sometimes you have to. Sometimes and you it, just part ways yeah. because just the paths that you are and sometimes and congruent. Sometimes it limits it down to 10 people that you hang out with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's, and if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. True. A tangent stemming from that. I promise it will lead back mm-hmm. to yeah, it. Go for it. Um, I have very strong opinions about capitalism. Right. And that belief I very strongly feels like stems from that, you know, mm-hmm. like you, the people, the older generations before us, I feel like want us to be trapped in a bland nine to five because it makes the easiest money for the higher ups, you know? And that's, I think, peers our age that are like shitting on you for big dreams that you have and big goals that you have, creative aspirations, stuff like that. I feel like those truly do stem from like their parents and Mm -hmm. their grandparents, you know? And I think this generation is doing a lot of unlearning of that mindset agreed, and being a little bit more open to big goals. Um, and also I feel like the internet comes into play with that because we can see more people achieving those bigger goals, um, like right in our hand. We're like, Oh, all these people are doing these things. So I want these big goals too. Um, I was going somewhere with that and it just left my brain, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll agree with that. Um, I don't necessarily think capitalism is evil. I don't think it's great. Yeah. I don't don't think think it's evil. evil, but I do think that we're unlearning. Yeah. And even as a 41-year-old, even mm-hmm. paying attention to what's going on, unlearning, even though I wasn't really a part of that whole thing my whole life anyway, I've always kind of been outside of it. Yeah. I actually didn't even, I didn't pay my taxes for a long time. <laughs> Let's put it that way. IRS, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not being part of that whole system mm-hmm. really helps you kind of fly free. Freer, yeah, you for know? sure. And like talking to you, it feels like you are not older than us i don't know i don't have yeah, it doesn't very comfortable feel that way well there's a uni there's a universal feel you don't necessarily have to uh be jaded i think a lot yeah. of people are jaded when they get older and mm-hmm. they don't know how to speak to young people young people <laughs> young people what are you doing on my lawn <laughs> uh, they, they don't know how to speak to them because they've forgotten what it was like to have a dream they've mm-hmm. forgotten what it was like to have creativity they've forgotten mm-hmm. what it was like to look at the world as being an open place yeah and not just a closed circle that you do this thing you wake up you do another thing you go yeah. to sleep you wake up you do the thing and then yeah. you don't ever change this is what life is and they get stuck in that and they forget that this is a giant fucking world full of a bunch of fucking crazy ideas mm-hmm. everywhere you don't stop living once you get that shitty nine to five job like you are living your entire life and you can decide to change anything the entire time you're living mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of people forget um how much control they actually have over the things that they can do Absolutely. like you don't have to continue going to school if you don't want to mm-hmm. you don't have to you can quit i dropped out of, i mean i've said it on some podcast yeah. before but i dropped out of 10th grade Dope. i got my good enough diploma 
Mm-hmm. And I said, fucking yeah. a GED. And I just said, fuck it. I'm going out and doing shit. Yeah. Is there an intangible goal besides just a physical one? Is there an, an intangible goal that you were trying to ascertain? From the beginning? Just um, or, like in terms of just like, is there something that you're trying to reach? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like to, I guess in the end, I would like to affect as many people as possible in a, I'm not going to use the word positive because that's because I'm not a fucking positive person. But <laughs> <laughs> obviously, I go fuck yourself. In a um, memorable way, maybe? No, not necessarily. I don't want a legacy. I don't want a mm. memorable. Uh, I can give two shits about that. Yeah. People forget my name a year after I die. I don't really care. Um, that happens to most people on the planet anyway. So I don't care about that. But more of a, uh, I guess, to open people's mind a little more, mm. I guess. To, to, to get out there and experience all of all. Yeah. I just keep saying that over and over again, but just to experience life and then take it in and really pay attention to what's going around you on around you to open your ears and open your eyes. And I'm not going to say open your heart cause <laughs> all <that> shit. But, <laughs> but, but open your ears and open your eyes and pay attention to what's going on around you because the person sitting next to you, may have been on the phone talking about you were talking about how you approached Andy mm-hmm. after you heard her yeah. flirting with a guy and saying <laughs> that she had a production thing going on. Yeah. You know, you kept your ears open, mm-hmm. you heard it and you went for it. I said, hi, be my friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, do you want to be, fr-? and that's, a, that's actually that right there nails the problem with older people is that they don't want new friends. Mm-hmm. They meet people and there's just sort of, it's acquaintance, it's a network, it's a whatever but they don't ever want to really get to know someone. This goes back to, they just want to stay content, mm-hmm. you know? And not show the vulnerable yeah, side of themselves. When I look at life, I I don't think, you know, obviously I'm 21, my views of life will obviously change, but mm-hmm. when I was thinking about, because what makes life meaningful, I truly do not believe that there is some just meaning to life that is like the end all be all, but yeah. I do think that the now and the experiences that you are experiencing at the moment can be meaningful. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's just all that people should live for is just trying mm-hmm. to like feel something like within the moment that they're experiencing it. And I I don't know. I just don't think that there's going to be some sort of end all type of bullshit. It's just whatever yeah. happens is happening. And that's a fucking phenomenal place to stop yeah. right there. Yeah. That just that fucking statement alone. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That was an episode of Discoursers right there. Um, yeah, fucking right. Uh, let's plug some shit. What do you got? Um, so right now we're shooting with Joey um, a Bare Bones episode that should be coming out end of July, early August, maybe a little sooner than that. So make sure you check that out on our Instagram at The Church Live. Um, that's where we'll promo it. It will also be posted in full on our YouTube channel at The Church Live. We may be rebranded at that point. Um, which if that's the case, it'll be the smaller place. Yeah. So go ahead, go follow us. I'm also a photographer. H A E creates. <laughs> uh, I don't really have anything to plug, but follow me on Instagram. Christine Costello underscore. Um, what a legend. What yeah. else do I what about the, 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 the DTL? Oh, DTL. No. We, um, you can follow us on Instagram at DTL Florida. Yeah. We don't even know where we're going from here. So that'll be interesting to see. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, word awesome yeah. all right well that's it awesome and, thank uh, you joey yeah, always thank remember you. go fuck yourself go fuck, <laughs> go fuck yourself, yourself. <laughs> that was fun <laughs> yeah